Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode 27 and it's going to be super special and exciting because we have our second guest ever, Nate Kane. <laughs> I thought you were clapping for yourself. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Nate. I'm here for good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Replacing our co-host. Hey, if you guys want it, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control to start. Yeah, here we go. And. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's going on? I don't know. Okay, well, if for those of you who may not know, Nate is my uncle, my dad's younger brother, but also kind of grew up together because Nate lived with us for a while when I was young. So he's kind of like a bruncle. Or a funkle. I, I, I would say a, a, a brother uncle more than a fun. No, it's a combination of the three. <laughs> there you go. You definitely act younger than your age. I always think that we are closer in age than you are to dad. Right. But still... I never realized like how much older you are than me because I feel like you are like a brother. So young at heart, young at heart. So you kind of grew up with us and, you know, lived with us for a while. And one of the things that Brittany and I have talked about on the podcast is growing up, we were convinced there was a ghost in the house that we grew up in. So to start out to be a little shady, was that you? Confession time. It was definitely not. That's unfortunate to hear. So you can confirm some of these like crazy ghost stories that we always talked about. Because when it was Halloween time, I told quite a few stories and Brittany cooperated some of them. Yeah, I had uh, quite the experiences. You too. I remember you telling me before, but I thought maybe you were playing into it so that you would scare us. Because you were you were a little troublemaker back in the day. I have some good memories um, to share. <laughs> so you were like a young young adult, late teen at the time that you lived with us, right? Yeah. So around started living there around sixteen. Okay, and one of the things I remember is how messy your room always <laughs> was. What do you mean that was clean? Oh yeah, so. Nate would have piles of clothes in there, which us being young and idiots, we would go knock on the door and ask Nate if we could go looking for change through his piles of clothes. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, so uh, it got a little out of control, I could say. I admit it. You had you had a bunch of clothes because you would, would... Didn't you say you would like take whatever dad didn't want anymore so he would get so many free clothes and buy clothes that i would just take some you, so you i would kinda, take his hand-me-downs and like his big huge fat farm outfits and stuff that i thought would fit me being like what it was like 110 <laughs> pounds at that time just trying to wear like a 3xl fit perfect you know what baggy clothes are in style now though so you were ahead of your time i guess you could say that and also, didn't you, to so you took dad's clothes, but 
You also dyed your hair too to match his, didn't you? <laughs> those were the days, man. I mean, it grew like that. Yeah. As I got older, my hair started turning blonde. Oh, that's how it usually goes, right? Yeah, it's like a, a psychedelic uh, genetic thing to where if one sibling dyes their hair, it kind of oh, just... Oh, the other just naturally goes that way? Yeah. Didn't you... What'd you say you dyed your eyebrows too? Yeah, so when I was 12 and went to your dad's first show, my brother, obviously, <laughs> um, my cousin John convinced me going to his show... That not only should I dye my hair, that my brother, your dad, dyes his eyebrows. Being young, I'm like, oh, really? So I want to dye my eyebrows too. Sounds like a perfect oh, idea. No. I want to look like twins. Yeah, not the case. He didn't dye his eyebrows, so you just looked like, hey, you know what, though? That's ahead of the time, too, because everyone bleaches their eyebrows hey, now. I look like a ferret. <laughs> I was like an albino ferret that just, just didn't have the red eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have pretty dark hair naturally, so I can imagine that it kind of just probably looked like you didn't have eyebrows. Um, you couldn't even see my expression if I was excited to be there. <laughs> it was like, oh, does he like it or no? I'm smiling. So you were like 12 when all that happened? Yep. I was so 12. I, was, I mean, so I was like barely, I was what, two? Like a baby. Yeah, baby. See, because, like, I think probably that's why, like, our experience was a lot different because I don't really remember, like, I remember some things before, yeah. but, like, I didn't totally understand what was going on, and, like, you were definitely old enough more to understand what was going on. Yep, I started understanding it a little more when, you know, reality would hit when I would start seeing him more on TV and going to shows and all the signatures and crazy people. I'm like, all right, well, this is real. Yeah. See, like I, I didn't really know the magnitude of things, but I also like, I was more, I think more sheltered from it than you since you were like a little bit older when it was all happening. Mm -hmm. But you, you came to live with us after that. So like that was, you were like 12 when that was happening. And then at later, a little bit later you came and yep, lived a few with years us. when I was able to leave from being under my mom's care. I moved in with you guys. Yeah, that's why it's like, like you kind of were like, you know. I was pretty much, you know. Brother, dad, figure, mm -hmm. uncle. Um, but I also remember it was you, your room was like right across the hall from mine. And, you know, the one thing about you were up at all times. I could always, <laughs> I always do if I knocked on your door, you were up. Oh, yeah. You had always so much besides the clothes in your room snacks and just there was a fridge and a microwave in there and I never like that to me was the weirdest thing but also like I thought it was so cool when I was younger I'm like oh his microwave's in there I'm staying ahead of my time you know I guess so well that was like basically your dorm room I guess you could say like yeah I was in college when I was there you treated it you <laughs> yeah. treated it that way yeah. you're like oh yeah let me just heat up some noodles next to my next yeah, to my some bed ramen, some ramen pop in some popcorn watch a movie with my uh late night Walmart trips yeah you did used to do that a lot so I would get these spikes of uh, randomness where I would literally be like, it'd be late and I'd be like, tell my friend Nemo, hey, let's go to Myers or let's go to Walmart. 
and uh, I want to get something. He's like, what do you want to get? I don't know. The store will I tell don't me. No, but when we get there, I'm going to find something. <laughs> and I come home with like a uh, coffee table, a uh, couch, uh, like that microwave, a fridge. You set up a whole like living room in <laughs> your room. I remember that. And also in your closet, you turned it into like a DJ. <laughs> DJ space too, didn't you? Hey, you gotta have fun even when you're not going out. I guess so. Yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Uh, they have a thing like that's similar to Omegle, and like it was the like, chat, the online chat thing. Yeah, so it was like a, a face-to-face chat with a bunch of people, and I would just have, I'd go in there with random random strangers, but I'd also have like Safe. some of my f- close friends. One of my friend Chris and stuff like that go in there. And I would play music and be the DJ because there sometimes they would have somebody just playing a radio. So I was like, I'm going to close off the space and I'm going to try to be the entertainment. So I would go in there, set everything up, close the door, try to move some of my clothes out of the way. <laughs> yeah, they were all. <laughs> and, and I would literally play some music. And this I was in my 20s. I wasn't a teenager at this time. Oh, okay. I can clarify that. I was not a teenager. I was like, you know, 23, 24, probably uh, 22. And I would, if I couldn't go out to the bar, I would join that chat, play the music, and me and a friend would drink and pretend <laughs> we we're in a club. <laughs> wow, sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, I like I like to have fun. Yeah, I uh, I never really knew that was in there like I knew like we would always want to go hang out in there but then we were like you know (laughs) we were so young so like like, what the hell is that yeah I'm like what is he doing in the (laughs) in the closet but um there's a party apparently yeah I didn't know we just didn't have a bouncer yeah (laughs) well all the um animals would also get into your room oh yeah remember that debacle um we had some like dogs that would get in there because everybody in the house apparently knew that that was the room <laughs> where all the snacks were. Oh yeah. I mean, it went from my friend Nemo eating all the easy cheese and raiding the the cabinet all the time where all the snacks we were. We did that too. So I would hoard them in my room late after the bar or just staying up couldn't sleep after playing video games or something and I knew you guys if you guys were up you got to try to Come in there and steal some <laughs> snacks because there is none because I took them all. Yeah, those were those were the days. But um, I was thinking for this episode, we've never had a guy's perspective on some of these pop culture shady things we talk about. So I was going to kind of treat it like you're the co-host, as you said in the beginning. Here we go. And go <laughs> through some of the things that happened last week. And then I'll ask you some stuff like based on what's going on. What's going <laughs> So, first and foremost, did you see that Paris Hilton, who was like, you know, pop princess of your your time, mm-hmm. just had a baby via surrogate at 41 years old. So, you have kids, too. I do. I do have kids. I have three. And how old were you when you had kids? Uh, around 24, 25. So, do you feel like you wish you were any younger or older when you had kids? No, I'm at a content age, having yeah. kids at that age. I think that's still, like, a great age. Unless, um, 
you don't want kids. Yeah. Then, I mean, if you if you want to be that old parent that's not fun, <laughs> you know me. You, like I said, I think- I'm young at heart, and I want to be able to share my experiences with my kids. And I didn't have a father, so it'd be nice to be that father to them that I didn't have. Well, you definitely are. Like, I, I would say that that's one thing, like, about you that I was... When we were growing up, like I said, like you were you were always like the older brother, kind of like a little troublemaker, you know. Um, I balanced it. Yeah, but well, not, never to us. Like obviously we like we always got along, but I always was kind of like, you know, you were like you would get in trouble. <laughs> and, you know, I was like a little nervous for like if you ever had kids or anything like not that I was concerned, but just when you had kids, I was like, wow, like you totally changed like turned everything around we're like so serious about oh, your I was, kids oh man i was a party animal going to the yeah club that's kind of what i seven mean. days a week every week getting four hours of sleep i was living the life so yeah. having kids wasn't in the card for me at that point and then you know trying to have a career and just not being able to focus on that yeah yeah no i definitely was like once you had kids and you like I saw how good you were with your kids, I was like, wow, you know what they but it's it's kind of like the same thing with dad. Like a lot of people weren't were like concerned that he wasn't going to be like a good dad or something. And then. Oh, yeah. I mean, going off the of lyrics and everything. Yeah. I could see that. And but here we are. And like not only did you also turn out good. <laughs> but hey, like, he was the best role model I could have had to help me be the dad that I am today. Yeah, and it it's kind of cool, too, because, like, something I always appreciated was, like, dad was kind of young when he had me and, like, mom, mm-hmm. too. And, and it, <laughs> I remember when I was little, which you probably remember this, too, I always played with baby dolls. Like, I, like, was obsessed. Like, I thought they were real. Like, I wanted to, like, have a baby. <laughs> and I always would be like, I'm going to have kids when I'm 20, which, like, clearly that didn't happen. <laughs> Just don't throw your babies in the fan and cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you would always say that to me. I'm going to throw your babies in the fan and cuss. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, We're not doing that with our babies. But um, it's not. I, yeah, like, I always was like, oh, yeah, 20 is, like, a good age and good age to have kids. Obviously, I look back now, and I'm like, when I was 20, Oh, my God. But, like, I was also in school and stuff, but still, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine having had a kid at that point. So, but it is cool when you're a younger parent, I think, because you get, like, a friendship a little bit, too, with your kids. Exactly. Yeah. So, I always always did appreciate that. You just got to always balance that friendship and that parenting so they know the difference. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. It's, It's good. I think, like you said, you feel like you did everything right like you you weren't you wouldn't have done it any differently because it worked out for you guys but also this is kind of a random fact with the Paris Hilton thing going back to her um she apparently revealed the Olympics logo which you thought (laughs) I I thought that was fake and I thought it was a meme because I see stuff all the time and I'm like yeah okay that's not real there's no way yeah, no, I I wasn't sure about this either, but supposedly it's because like it's it's in Paris, so like Paris and Paris. Bringing it up about memes and and things I didn't believe. Did you see that there was an airplane 
that someone took a video of flying in the air next to another one, and it was supposedly Drake's airplane with a Lamborghini strapped to the top. No. Did you not see that? No. So I just seen this the other day, and I'm like, everyone's like talking about it, and they're like, there's no way that's real. It's green screened, and it looks pretty real. It looks like there's some really good straps, but you would think... With that altitude and that speed, there's no way. And they, they usually put that stuff in cargo, so. Yeah, like, wouldn't it be inside the plane? I mean, unless, like, you would also have to have, like, an Air Force one size plane to fit a car in, probably. It, it, it looks like some pretty good CGI. Really? It, it, yeah, it's incredible. I'll have to look it up. Well, that actually reminds me. I was going to ask you about this, but I kind of forgot. We talk, like, a lot about AI and technology yeah. on here because... Actually, too, I just went and saw that movie, Megan. I did not see that yet. I want to see that. I'm a huge fan, I'm sure you remember, of Chucky. Yeah. Chucky's always been my thing, even though your dad tortured me with it as a kid <laughs> when I was a baby. With the, to scare I was, you I was with it? Five or six, yeah, he, he messed with me. Yeah. That's, but now I, I love it. I love Chucky. I always, we we would watch scary movies, too, when we were younger and, like, probably shouldn't have and I vividly remember being so terrified of Chucky, but this was like that, but like a modern day version. Well, it was PG-13, so. The Megan was? Yeah. Wasn't it PG-13? Was it? There was kind of, there was like some gore in it. Was it? Yeah. It was pretty good though, I I will say, but there were some parts that were like oddly funny and I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing right <laughs> right now? Because like, there's it was, so many movies that do that where they're trying to be serious or scary, and you laugh, and you're just like, yeah, like I was like, is this supposed oh, to be? Am a, I supposed to do that? Yeah, like is this a joke? Or if you're in the theater and you do it, and you're like, oh, I just ruined it for them. <laughs> they were actually scared. Yeah. Um, no, but I thought it was good. But it was it kind of we were talking about this last week that Google like fired a guy because he came out saying that they developed AI. That was a sentient being, which was like self-aware. So it like had feelings and was like thinking it was a person. And so me and Britt always hmm. are like, do you ever think robots are going to like take o- like what's going on with all this AI? That, that is pretty crazy to think about because I just seen two. They have a McDonald's. It's actually all robotic where it dispenses out the meals and they got this little robot that travels over and delivers your food and stuff. It's like a whole robotic experience. What? Yeah. So, cause that's an, another thing we talked about. So did you see the chat GPT thing? So I it's, didn't. it's AI and you can go on it online. You like register and you can type in any prompt that you want it to do and it will do it. So you can say like, write me a five page essay on, whatever topic you want, right away it does it. You can say, like, write me a formula to solve this problem, it will do it. And it's just, like, based on, like, AI that it gets uh, information from the internet, pulls it all together to answer your questions. So crazy. And so I'm like, we are not far off from this Megan situation here. (sighs) And We are you always send me like the newest technology stuff like the McDonald's thing you were oh, talking I love about. Yeah. And it's like, it's so cool in so many ways, but then sometimes I'm like, are we going too far here? <laughs> like what's going on? Right. What's going to happen next? Yeah. No, it's, it's like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no, seriously, but robots. Right. 
Robot apocalypse. Um, Robocalypse. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Um, also, though, you know, going back to things that happened this week, um, the show came out, and I don't know if you saw this, but it's called Milf Manor on TLC. Got my attention. <laughs> You're grounded. Uh, <laughs> Ashley's not going to like that. Um, no, so these moms go on the show, and they're obviously like all a little bit older. They go on the show. They think they're going to be dating people that are younger, and they are, but it turns out it's all their sons. So they're watching. All right. Yeah, they're watching their sons date other moms hmm. their age. Um, and it's very like controversial because they also have a lot of exercises that are like probably going a little too far that like a parent wouldn't want to go with their kid. Seems a little weird. Yeah, it's I don't very. Think I'd watch that. It's going viral though because it's, it's just so it's absurd. So strange. Yeah, one of the moms actually just saw it. So I haven't watched it either, but I've seen people reacting to it. And the last clip I just saw, um, they all like wrote out their secrets, their deepest secrets. And the parents and kids had to guess which ones were their kids and which ones was their moms. <laughs> and the one mom confessed that she had hooked up with her son's best friend on the show and so like how traumatic what in the world this kid just starts like getting so upset at his mom and people are like are you forgetting that like so many americans are watching this show right now and like Mm -hmm. also the other people in the room (laughs) like this poor kid was just so shocked but oh i can imagine it kind of got me thinking you know your kids what are you gonna do when they start dating because you know, that's going to be um, not too far away. Oh, Liam, you got a MILF. Good job, buddy. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Get him, Tiger. No, um, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. It's, I, I got a teenage daughter right now, and I'm, I'm not even trying to think about that right now. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I think it's the better approach is probably not to... Don't ever tell them not to do it because then they'll want to do it more, which I think you can attest to. Yep, uh, I can attest to that. I've definitely been guilty on multiple occasions of that. Yeah, I I also saw on TikTok, maybe this is a... I mean, I didn't. Right, right, of course. I think this is a strategy maybe you could use. I saw this mom say this. She never tells her daughter that she can't date somebody, but she'll say that you have to go on so many double dates with this person and her and her husband Mm -hmm. and if they can make it past like so many double dates then they can like be together and it never works out because the person doesn't stick around long enough to get through the double dates Uh, i can't see that but maybe that's a strategy (laughs) that is definitely that's a strategy huh it's kind of though like the same thing as the milf thing you don't really want to watch your kids date people yeah, I don't think I could do that. It'd be kind of It's a little weird. uncomfortable. So all in all, I don't really know if that's a good good concept for You'd a You'd be judging the whole entire time. Hey, why are you grabbing his hand? Hey, what are you doing there? <laughs> don't touch, don't look, don't hey, do anything. what's going on? The eyes are up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, the show is kind of weird and don't really know, you know, what the, the that was the best idea for a show. Um, but also... 
kind of going back to things that we've talked about on the podcast before, might be nice to get another opinion on. Um, did you hear, so Tom Brady, which again, listeners are probably like, really? We're bringing this guy up again. Here we go. Um, but so he got divorced from Giselle, which is like yeah. why we started talking about him in the first place. And then um, now he just recently came up again. I brought up, I brought up Deflate Gate on here, <laughs> which I was like, I was like, is this controversy? Like, is this a hot topic? I mean, it was a while ago. I don't, I don't feel like it. It is anymore, but I don't feel like he did it. I don't feel like he deflated it. I don't know. He did get in trouble. And that's like what I brought up on the podcast. I was like, that was just his greatness. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what. So like Brittany was sitting here being like, he's the goat. He's this. And I was like. You well, can't deflate greatness. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, well, um, there was that one thing. like, And she was like, no, don't bring it up. But um, apparently he, so him and Giselle got divorced, but it, he just came back up in the news. It wasn't me because they're still building um, their $17 million mansion that they were building in Miami. He's still building it, even though like she's not going to live there with him. And I thought to myself, because I don't know if you heard this and we talked about this on here, but Shakira, recently single, is moving to Miami. And I was like, what if her and Tom get together? I think you're on to something there. <laughs> um, but also it kind of reminded me because you had a destination wedding in Miami. Yeah, I did. Which was a lot of fun and probably too many mojitos were consumed mm, a little bit <laughs> but would you ever move because you still live in michigan i do live in michigan still um i don't think i would move just because i'm too close with family here i wouldn't want to be away from all you guys and kids are close with everybody and i would hate to take that away from them yeah that's kind of what i said and i, I love don't get me wrong I do love being in the tropical climate, but I can't be away from family. But I will vacation a lot. That's that's like what I said. I can do vacations, and and I would consider like buying a another real estate property in another state, and then going there to vacation to, but not living. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Because it's it's like unless we all were like, <laughs> all right, one, two, three, we're all going to move to the same place. It's like going up north. We yeah. used to go up north. It's like unless we all did it at the same time at the same place, I really wouldn't want to do it. I also do, like as much as I like warm weather, it's nice to get all four seasons, but like only for a second of winter. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, so you you did your thing. You you guys do kind of travel a lot. Um, for your birthday, which is it's coming up. Yes, it <coughs> is old. <coughs> um, no, I'm just what, kidding. Old, just old news. Yeah, old <laughs> news. Yeah. Um, but you usually go somewhere for your birthday too, which you usually go somewhere warm. Yep, I usually go to like Miami. Miami's a fun place that I always have a great time at. Um, California. Um, recently had went to Vegas before, uh, depending on, you know, how the weather is. I like going to Vegas. I like going to Miami, California, places like that. You're a little bit smarter than me when it comes to that. Cause when I, 
I did my birthday out of town once and I was like, oh, let's go to Chicago. <laughs> and it's just as cold. Um, oh, yeah. If not colder. Yeah. I, it, Windy city. I know. I But I do. I love Chicago so much because I, I, I don't know if you saw like the second episode. We go, you know, we go to Lollapalooza every year. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of just has been started with that. And then now like any chance I get to go to Chicago, I'm like, I'm going. Um, so that's kind of like Chicago's my Miami what what yeah. Miami is to you, Chicago. Yeah, I feel is like to Chicago's me. like a little miniature New York. It's like a little miniature New York because it's it's so busy and there's a lot of opportunities and things out there. Yeah. I really like it there. Um, do you have any places that you haven't traveled that you really want to go? Everywhere. <laughs> no. I know. Um I haven't Same. really been much out of the country. Oh yeah. I've been to Mexico for the first time. And I've been to Canada. Same. I have never been to Europe. So that's not my... Yeah. yeah. It would be nice to go to Europe, Bora Bora, anywhere, like, really... I would go anywhere out of country, really. Yeah. I Yeah, I feel like that's surprising I, lo- I love seeing a lot of that water and, and different ventures and stuff like that, but not a fan of, like, too much being oh. in the water. Oh. I have a little fear of water. I don't really like... Not water in general. Water in general or? No, just like. The ocean. Oceans. Me too. Ocean is crazy. You don't know what is in there. I strongly agree. I'm very irrationally terrified of sharks. Irrationally. Um, Yeah, sharks. You got whales. You got big, huge cruises and boats just disappear in Titanic's like it's millions and millions of miles down and it just turns completely black blind fish stuff with teeth <laughs> I'm good that was like a and plus at night it's pitch black yeah you can't see anything yeah fuck that that was kind of like what we were talking about we talked about how like reptiles were just like not okay with alligators existing oh, touching on the water do you remember the time that we went to California and we had to go, I think it was like snorkeling. It was me, you, Erica, Elena and them. And we got in the water and I think Erica was going into a cave or whatnot. And I think you were going to try to go into it. And the second that I got in the water and, and went to go in the water, I immediately grabbed the boat because seaweed started touching my feet. <laughs> and I thought something was pulling me under or trying to bite me. Yeah, so I definitely, I, we tried to snorkel multiple times, and I always, I don't know if you remember this, but I would always choke on the water. Like, I, I yeah, could I never know. do it I correctly, yep. and then everyone would get so mad because I'd just be, like, vomiting the, like, stuff that I just, like, swallowed up, but um, <laughs> disgusting. But the seaweed thing, yeah, because you just don't know what's in there, and it was like what I was saying with the... The reptiles and stuff, like me and Brittany talked about this. I'm like, why are people okay with that these animals just exist? It's like dinosaurs. These are like baby the, dinosaurs. These are like the dinosaurs of the sea, though. Like something that large of a whale exists and like it's, it's just fine. Unbelievable. It's just, we're unbelievable. just fine with it. It's like being Pinocchio and just jumping in a whale's mouth. Sounds mm. perfer- perfectly normal. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. It, the the sheer size of some of the things out there is very alarming. And they're still discovering things. Yeah, I know. I I don't like it. I agree with you. I am good on that. I mean, I'll go jet skiing. I'll go on a yeah, boat. Yeah, but you don't have to go in it. Like, yeah, I, I'm good on being on top of it, just not in it. 
I I 100% agree on that. Um, also, random, you're not going to, you, you don't really go on TikTok, do you? I mean, my wife sends me things. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how I do the same thing to Evan. I'm like, here, watch this. He's like, I don't go on TikTok. Or she'll send me multiple and I'm like, oh. Come There's on. so many here, I and then you click it, and then it takes you over to the app, which I like. I I have the app, but I just don't ever really go on it. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a hole you don't really want to get sucked into. So good for you, stay yeah, on. Yeah, that's it. what I've heard. Yeah, but um, so there's this girl. She actually is from the University of Miami, I I believe that's where she goes to college. She went viral in the last few months, and she's just now like going viral again because so she's in college and they did a full kind of like you had your wedding there they did like a full fake wedding we like literally got a wedding dress bridesmaid dresses ice luges suits everything the whole thing you would have thought it was a real wedding just for like a theme of a party and even being like Having gone to college, I've I've never seen anything to that extent. Like the most that we're at the frat parties we went to was like a handle of Burnett's on the table. <laughs> like, here, take your pick. This five dollar vodka. I don't think I've seen anything like that. And uh, yeah, it was just absolutely wild. I I was like very confused, but also it got me thinking. You know, you didn't really go to like college for anything specific, but you did do class. Didn't you do a class for something? What, yeah, what I unfortunately was that? did not get the opportunity to go to college. Being, you know, trying to do a career and just not worrying about, you know, schooling first at that point, which yeah. I should have never did that. But I end up getting my GED and I went and took online courses for a sports medicine degree so that I could do personal training. Okay, and you actually, did Did you ever do it, or was it just for yourself? Because I know you, like, you're kind of, like, into uh, that I did stuff it for, anyway. I did it for myself at first because I would be, I'd have my spurts where I would be working out, and I would get, you know, I'd get big, taking supplements and uh, whatnot from GNC, and didn't know really, like, effects on certain ones, if I'm taking the right ones, if I'm doing too much, what body parts to work out, whatnot, right. how, you know, your whole body works whatnot so I took the online courses got the books and did all of that and studied up and started personal training for myself and started actually training clients that I would get privately that I knew or came to me without working for a gym okay so you just like did a couple clients like privately that yeah I would would do a few yep I would do a few clients at a time what about um because you You've, I feel like you've done a lot, but oh. have you, have, um, did you ever take classes for the DJing stuff? Cause I know you, you DJ like on the side still. So I never really took classes. I know they do take classes and stuff like that, but I literally learned from my friend. Okay. Shout out DJ Godfather. <laughs> um, no, he actually, cause I, I've always been interested in, in DJing. So it, it started when I would go to the clubs all the time, I built up relationships with DJs and whatnot and would hang out in the DJ booth a lot of the times that I would go out. So I would see them transitioning, you know, doing all the spinning and scratching techniques that I, it, it always amazed me. 
and especially when I was drunk, it was super amazing. So <laughs> that's how it goes. So I, I got into that and he was one of my close friends that I reached out to, to ask, you know, I'm getting into, I, I really love music. Is there a way you could teach me how to work this equipment properly? And what equipment should I transition to, to learn on first? And he had taught me and it just kind of took off from there that I really liked it a lot. And knowing that I know a lot of good music and, you know, having fun, being in a lot of club atmospheres, I knew what people would have a good time to and, you know, going to weddings and whatnot. I learned that and, you know, just kind of ran with it for a little while and was doing private events, um, grand openings and stuff just to test the waters out. Wasn't sure if I was going to do the club thing or not. So I just Did you ever do that? I didn't really do the club thing yet. It was something that I was kind of like on the fence if I wanted to do it or not. Okay. So back in the day in the closet, it was just like a little makeshift setup. Yeah. And I also, I don't like to use other people's equipment. And I know like the whole club thing, you kind of got to use some of their equipment if there's more than one DJ that's going to DJ there. So I was like, oh man, I don't want to hook my computer up to theirs because I don't really know theirs. Like... I know what I'm doing, but I'm not like a super pro of like vinyl, doing it vinyly. And a lot of these DJs are incredibly talented and they can do the vinyl thing. I'm more on the digital, which I'm, I like technology. That was always more my thing, like a motorized, motorized platters and stuff that wasn't vinyl. So that way I can gauge like BPMs or whatnot. It's a lot is is a lot easier for me to, you know, learn that way than actual vinyl. So you kind of just like got the gist of it from other people and then like as you go, you kind of just teach yourself on it. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's what and and I would learn more too just doing actual events to smaller events, then going into doing private Either. events, doing, you know, charities. Because I, I do a charity for, you know, wounded vet, wounded veterans oh, okay. all the time. Uh, every year I do it. And uh, I would do grand openings for, you know, stores, um, dispensaries, different things like that. And it was more like a hobby in testing waters to see because I, I always jump into so many things. Because I'm always intrigued by so many things. Can I do this? Can I do that? How many things can I do at once? Doing movies. Let me do music. Let me do this, that. You randomly did like the movie thing. And I mean, in my opinion, it was pretty good. (laughs) But, you know, I didn't even know that you like ever really did acting or anything. Besides, I mean, obviously you were in a couple music videos, but. A few. (laughs) But I didn't know that like you could actually act. So that was something I actually never took any classes for. So that's something I have my best friend Nemo, obviously he's, he acts and he's gave me some advice, but that was something that I had to kind of teach myself and put myself in those positions to where I would be in that character for the moment. Like what would I do? How I, how I would react. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm in this position in this person, how would I go about that? Just filling characters out and stuff like that. So I just did what would come natural a few times to see how they reacted and if they liked it and just kind of took off from there. 
Were you ever nervous, like in front of a camera? Oh, God. Yes. When you got multiple cameras on you. I mean, here, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, obviously, I'm comfortable with cameras now, but it was like you're you're doing it one on one like this. And I'm talking to you, but then they're gonna replace you, and they're gonna put a camera there, so you're not really there. I'm you're talking st- to a camera. Oh, see, but I can't look. Nightmare. I can't look directly at the camera though. I gotta look, look beyond like it. it. Yeah, yeah, I gotta look like beyond it, but not too off. And it was like different camera angles and and doing it over and over and over the same scenes and then sometimes switching up lines or being fed lines uh, uh, like spur of the moment here say this do this let's change that and then once you you memorize and do it a little more and more once you get on on set you feel more comfortable and it just comes like a second nature but you just gotta you know get comfortable with the camera and where you look angles whatnot yeah, that kind of um that was kind of always my hang up because um even with this, like now, obviously I'm used to this, but I was gonna do which I think you already knew this, but I was gonna do YouTube and I've talked about that before on the podcast, mm-hmm. but it seemed so intimidating to look a camera dead in the eyes <laughs> at that time. Like I was like, Oh my gosh. It's AI, it's a robot. Yeah, like oh my god, I wanna look at this thing. <laughs> um so I kind of always had that, but you also did you did music, like not DJing. You did, you put out some songs, some bangers. I did. Um, I did. And so what was that like? And kind of how did that start? And what, you know, what happened with that? Um, so I started getting into music writing at a very young age. Just, you know, writing on pieces of paper, trying to learn raps and stuff like that. Until, you know, as I got older and wanted to think about doing it as a career. I had learned from your dad, my brother, on how to do music and how to write formulas, compound syllables, whatnot, and tested it out in the beginning, getting comfortable with my voice. And from there, I started looking around for beats and whatnot and got comfortable enough with my voice and writing skills that I started recording and getting a feel for songs that how I would deliver them and how that would formulate to where people would enjoy it. It was never like I knew there was going to be a comparison. Hey, how does he sound compared to his brother? Does he have the same formula? Does he have the syllables? Is he like a battle rapper? Is he a freestyler? What what can he do? Can he, he compare to that? Is he on that level? Can he be above that? And it was never about that. It was more, it was more about just having fun and being able to be around music and, and, and do something that other people would enjoy or enjoy in the club or enjoy in the car or that some people could probably relate to or how I was what I was doing at the time when I was having fun and this and that, that I wanted to deliver into a song, how could I formulate that? Or if there was something that was a storyline that I could come up with. So I just kind of went into that ordeal and then was coached uh, in studio on how to deliver and how to stack vocals and harmonize and things of that nature to learn that whole aspect and learn a little more on the producing side as well. So I would learn like, you know, an MPC, it's a drum machine 
And I would learn that, try to learn a little bit of the keyboard, how things hook up and like how to adjust volume and different things and tones on my vocals and all that nature. So that really took off for me and got me really super hyped into that. And that's when I actually... How old were you? I was... When I first started getting into it and recording, I was probably... Well, I'd say about 18, 19. And really took off when I recorded my It's Nate Kane. And that's something that I closed myself off and just tried to think of the most craziest stuff that I could rhyme and would just write a bunch of little things down and try to formulate these. How can I make all these crazy rhyming words into a sentence and form it into a verse that would just show people like I have this talent. I can do this too, but I don't want to be compared. Yeah. So I did that. And then from there, I ended up going into a couple more songs to test the waters and went into flying out to uh, Florida. And from Florida, I went out and found a management team and did a, or got a beat, which is crazy about the speed that I got from Chops. When I did this song called Sliding Over, yeah, that's our favorite song. <laughs> that's so, the one that we make you uh, perform. Right. So when I did Slide On Over, I bought this beat, right, that I have found online through this website. I already had the chorus and stuff, and I was able to, you know, formulate that whole thing into a fun experience. But to get that beat... Was it like from SoundCloud or something? It was... I forgot the name of the website, but it was similar to SoundCloud, and but you, you would just like buy, buy these it? beats, and or you contact them, and you could pay for like a certain amount of publishing or whatnot and I remember when I got that beat my management team had contacted them they were like you know contacted this chops guy and they were like uh you know Nathan really likes this beat like how much do we got to pay I think it was like six grand or something like that three six grand and they're like okay we got to meet in like I think it was Chicago or something and they were like uh to get this beat chops wants you to give the form of payment in gold coins. What? And I'm like, like, like real gold coins. I'm like gold coins. Where the hell are you supposed to get gold coins? So we had to struggle to try to figure out how do we get this currency what? into gold coins and get this. And we were able to, and then it's like, here, here's uh three, six grand, three to six grand in gold coins. And here's, here's a CD. A CD. <laughs> so, oh my God. So it turned out to be a really good hit song. Which I didn't even know. I had an idea and a vision for it, but I didn't know it was going to be as fun and as big as it did. Which I recorded that in Tampa at a studio, I believe Rick Ross and Flowrider have recorded at in Tampa. Oh, that's cool. Dang. So you were really like, you knew, like, you were really in it. I never fully knew. I mean, obviously, I heard the song. And fun fact, we actually make Nate whenever we go out um, for some of my friends that we've like all grown up together, but we will have him perform it. We'll put it on. And one of our friends actually at her wedding gave Nate a microphone, put the song on. Oh yeah. And we had him perform it. And it's always so funny. Cause like we like, we'll go on YouTube and find it and pull it up and be like, here, here, play it, play it. Um, so yeah, that's funny. But I didn't really realize like how, how deep you were into it, I guess. Like, Obviously, growing up, I went to the studio as well, mm-hmm. but 
I was never fully, and and I played guitar and stuff. Like I I had my little musical oh, yeah. moment. I I still love. You're multi talented. Don't okay, don't discredit you. yourself. But I never fully like tried to do something with it. And even back in the day, I remember like trying to play with the beat machine and like me and one of my friends made a song like on a on the beat machine like obviously it was fun and like back then it was just like it was uh, I wasn't trying to be seriously making music but I never really tried but I think my thing was which kind of said you're a lot more comfortable I think in front of the camera than (laughs) I ever was so I I think you knew that I, I tried to do the talent show in like eighth grade and <laughs> um I performed for the adults and I was like, okay, I can perform for them. Like they're not gonna make fun of me. But when it came time to perform for the kids, I scheduled a tooth surgery because I was like so stage fright. <laughs> but it sounds like you never really sounds got normal. you never really got <laughs> stage fright though. I did in the beginning. I I did when I I was comfortable with my music, but it's a little different when you're in front of a bunch of people you don't know and you know that this whole crowd of people is judging any word and anything that you say. Right. Especially like being who I am and in the spotlight, I already knew I was going to be criticized, whatnot. So I just had to try to learn to get over that fear and stop worrying about who's judging me, what they're saying and just get comfortable with my own self and know that like they're going to judge regardless, but I need to just be me and let them accept it. If they like me, they don't yeah. and just do my thing. So all that was happening. And then what you kind of like, was it the fan? Like you, you obviously ended up having kids and like starting a family and kind of so, like settling I mean, down. The way, the way things just kind of, fell in line was I had a management team at the time we had a little falling out and then you know we're uh, we're on great terms now but I had a falling out act rationally at that point and I then I ended up having you know kids and a family and just kind of wanted to be more of a father figure for my kids and not be too much away from them yeah so tried to balance that and find other things that I could probably do to see if I can do something other than music. Yeah. It seems like regardless what you do, it's always like a hobby of yours and like you're still going to always kind of Yeah, everything find your always way circles back around to, to music. I know. Yeah. It does. I I I something I just can't stop. Yeah, I think that's kind of like for for all of us in in a way, like no matter what, like I still like, even with the podcast going to Lollapalooza and like, mm-hmm. I, I will always love music. I don't know if I would ever <laughs> tempt a career in music, but <laughs> yeah, let me get on there while you DJ. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that's just like coming com- next episode. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You can maybe make my, um, the theme song for the podcast since we don't have one. So let's put that pressure on. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Also though, is there any, we usually end the episode with like a, you know, we read our shady stories. I figured since you're the guest, is there any, it could be funny, but like a funny shady story that you have. Actually. So speaking of, 
The oh, slide on over song that I did do. Okay. Um, I was watching TV a little bit ago. and Like recently? Like recently. Maybe a few months ago. And I came across, I'm not even lying, a cat litter commercial. <laughs> no. <laughs> that no. I was literally, I was starting to be into this commercial until, the, the first of all, it's an Arm & Hammer commercial for a cat litter called Slide. No. So they ended this commercial, and I, I shit you not, is just slide on over with Arm & Hammer. And I was like, are you wait, kidding me? Wait, you have Where, to- can, we, can I get some royalties or yeah, something? Wait, Arm Arm & Hammer, call Nate Kane and get his song on this commercial. Hey, does this stuff make your cat shit? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Just slide on over. And take a shit <laughs> litter box. Like, you know what? You know what? Arm and Hammer, call Nate Kane. This is like the sponsorship of the century. That's hilarious. I really love that. It's also oh, funny man. just because of like throughout the years of how many, like uh, we had cats and you, I don't feel like you got along that well with our cats. cats are a little shady. <laughs> yeah, they are. Seriously. So. You never got along with them, but uh. that's hilarious. Um. What a great way to... I cannot ever... I'll say I never can trust a cat. I I told a few cat stories on this podcast before. And things are selfish. <laughs> Everybody says they that. They care about nobody but themselves. You heard it here first. Nate is a <laughs> dog person, not a cat I person. I do love dogs, hands down. Yeah, you have you have dogs. I do have dogs. I have two. Same. But um, that's so funny, man. I, a cat litter commercial of all things... Oh, they really the got things. me with that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, what a perfect way to end the episode. And thank you for coming on. If there is any questions that I didn't answer, then leave them in the comments. Or if you guys want to see Nate back on the podcast, leave them in the comments. and hope Smash that <laughs> like button. Give it a thumbs up. You know what? <laughs> You might be hired because I've never done that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll see you on the next episode. See you guys.